0: I'm Austin from PopXCast, a pop culture podcast part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com. Hello, all you lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 81 of Game Life Balance Australia. I'm your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined, as always, by the first man
1: on Mars, Andrew AC Yoshimura. It's pretty boring there, actually. Okay. There's there's actually not much there. There's some canyons, there's some cliffs. Mm -hmm. This is very orange. Yeah. Very, very orange, but-
0: Someone left a whole bunch of- Woodstock bourbon and Coke cans up there. That wouldn't be. <gasps> look, wouldn't that would, be you, look, would
1: it? look. Look, NASA are reporting a lot of strange happenings on that planet. A lot of Canberra-like happenings on that planet. <laughs> Someone found a burnt-out Ute there the other day as well. Actually, the best stuff on Mars is actually what NASA left there.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: you can just—it's—it's it's basically like Lego now. You can just kind of disassemble it, reassemble it however you want. Play with the old Viking lander. And, oh yeah, yeah. No, oh, all yeah. that, oh, that thing—I turned that thing into a vibrator. <laughs> Man, I fuck that thing on a regular basis Jesus Well,
0: that's some scientific research I'd like to see
1: Wow well, <laughs> Heyo <laughs> Just just me slamming my pelvis into the rear of one of these old probes And slapping it going, how do you like that, NASA?
0: Something, something, space rocks
1: <laughs> Getting my space
0: rocks off There you go, we did it We High did five.
1: it, we got there Well done Well, that is probably
0: uh, the height of the podcast That's right, that's why we're a great comedy duo, AC <laughs> one of, of
1: Australia's finest the only comedy duo in Australia yeah. from what I can see I don't see many many duos on Australian radio no. anymore mostly because I don't listen to Australian yeah. radio
0: yeah the trios are where it's at these days really no
1: the wiggles no no they no, are they're a they're an, they're, they're, a a quad, foursome. They're, a, they're an awesome foursome they're oh, a quartet yeah. is that what they are? are they technically a quartet because I, they are musical I think so mm. yeah, okay so are we a duet in that case um look if we sang yeah okay great all right so row 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 your boat gently down the row row what okay no no i was trying to sing around okay all right fine okay (laughs) the 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 duet the duo has split yeah creative differences i can't work with this guy and you're not (laughs) See, i knew what i was doing as a diva i I turned (laughs) up to rehearsals you little bitch yeah, well, look,
0: that's just because I'm the one that everyone loves. Can you can you imagine if we that actually all the girls love
1: all of them? Okay, I'm gonna have to backpedal there with you, Robbie. Um, all all just the girls, because, just because I'm the one that all the girls love. Okay. Yeah. Would you like to list you... these girls?
0: Yeah, I will later. Uh, really later? Well, it's all of them. So just just imagine a, a list of every girl.
1: Because I've been outside with you, and... and that's not that's not the feeling that they
0: hold. They're just they're just holding it in, you know. The the rob lust.
1: They spit on us in the street, Robbie. <laughs> that's
0: that's their way of showing affection. Ew. It's like when you're in primary school and you put glue in the girl's hair that you like. Did did you actually do that? No, I didn't do that. I didn't even have the courage to do that, AC.
1: <laughs> I was not a bold man. I We we went to the same I, I was primary like a romantic school romantic soul. We went to the same primary school. Now I'm genuinely curious as to who your primary school crush I was. Had crushes
0: Oh I can't remember the names at all. Yeah. Because it's you know it's like a million years ago,
1: it was <laughs> yeah. back in the dinosaur times. This say. is actually over thirty years ago now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't really fault you there. Yeah, yeah.
0: There was it was a different time. I see. We're all dancing the Charleston. <laughs> a young man named Adolf Hitler was sorting out Germany.
1: Okay, getting it back on track. Well, that is true, but it was more like the Nutbush is what we were all dancing. <laughs> oh right, sorry. That was like we had a like a an end of year formal yes or disco at the end of every year mm-hmm. and. We had to dance The, the Nutbush was the dance that they all taught us to do Yes Because n- the boys and the girls wouldn't dance with each other So this was it
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, the Nutbush was Yeah, it was really something,
1: wasn't it? Look, uh, it was better than The Heel and Toe That is true, but I, I like still remember book. the Nutbush because of that And I just, I wake up in the morning screaming <laughs> Every time I hear Tina Turner's voice Oh, God And those city limits
0: uh, I never quite understood that song <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've never really listened to the lyrics. I was... In my brain, I was going, back, back, forward, forward, left, right, left, right. <laughs> That's basically what the lyrics sound like to me because I was concentrating so hard oh, God. on getting my legs to do the right thing.
0: Yeah, those, those, like, school dancers. Gosh, they were awkward. That was basically... It wasn't... It was the nut bush. It was t- the heel and toe. Yep. That was it. Oh, uh
1: love shack maybe what no they didn't do the love shack no, maybe that's... that was in high school maybe it was more of a high school dance our teachers
0: weren't cool enough for the b52s oh god this was
1: already 1993 when this was happening Imagine, <laughs> imagine imagine <laughs> no no this is 1993 the uh, the b52s were the 80s mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure yeah
0: the early 90s yeah. Mm. yeah
1: yeah yeah around then yeah and then so like, no i'm still not too, i'm still not cool enough for this <laughs> They're too cool for me. None of our
0: teachers in high school were cool enough for the the B-52s. And that's really saying something. That is
1: truly, truly saying something here in Canberra. And of course, talking about the 80s, we Mm. have an 80s game we're going to play today. Wonderful. And it is a cool game. It is a very cool game. Too cool for our teachers. And you do a lot of sliding, a lot of paddling in this game. You do. That's right. We're talking about Leisure Suit Larry. Oh, yeah.
0: Wait, are we? Oh, I hope so. Because that game's great. And a lot of fun. Unlike Arkanoid, which I hate and detest.
1: Oh, right. Are you, we doing Arkanoid? We are doing Arkanoid, aren't we? Oh, my God. Fine, we'll do Arkanoid. So, dear listeners, I can't tell you how long Rob has wanted to do an episode about either Breakout or Arkanoid or some other clone. And mm-hmm. you got as far as Wizorb yes. before I shot him in the foot. Yeah, you, you shot me down in flames just like
0: my dreams.
1: Yes, because they're all the same, these breakout clones, basically. Yeah. But you were so happy, like, because last time I was in Japan, mm-hmm. I picked up a boxed copy, mm-hmm. not sealed or anything like that, but it had the, the paddle in it of Arkanoid 2. That's right. For Famicom.
0: Mm hmm. And we cracked that out a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Turns and- out, fucking hard. Yes, it's very, very difficult. Um, to the point where we found it really hard to enjoy the game at all.
1: Yeah, uh, the, the
0: the paddle was a lot more squirrely. Yeah, very sensitive.
1: Yeah, so the dial on the paddle is like, you know, you only need to touch it a little bit and it goes zooming across. So, although we got up to like the third or fourth stage. Yeah. It wasn't really what I'd call a, um... A whiz-banger of a time.
0: No, it was certainly not a whiz-orb of a time.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. So I was going to say whiz-orb, and then I stopped myself last minute. and went, phew, and it then was... you, you picked it up. So, thank you.
0: Yeah, thanks. Uh, yep. Very much for that. When you try and avoid making a bad joke, don't worry. I'll be there to make it for you. <laughs> the two
1: comedy duo that we are. Duet. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, duet. Yep. <laughs> so, I actually went onto the internet, uh-huh. and I went to a little place called Ease Bay. What? Ease Bay's. I don't know. Never heard of it. No, neither have I. Anyway, I got uh, the original Arkanoid for Famicom. So I've now got Arkanoid 1 and 2. Nice. We're mostly going to talk about the first one today. Yeah. Because we played and enjoyed that one a lot more. Yes. Because the, the paddle works on both of them. Mm-hmm. obviously i call it a paddle it's just you know it's a basically just a dial yeah it's a piece of plastic with a dial on it mm. so this is the way you
0: control the game is with a little dial
1: you can probably do it with a controller i'm guessing yeah i think so just, i'm pretty just sure it works guess. fine with a controller yeah so i got this because i knew rob really wanted to play it and review it yeah i did which is very nice of me you are you're a nice friend you're a good person well not really you're an okay person. Anyway, this gets it out of his system, so that's why we're actually going to do the train uh, simulator today. We were. Um, but then we played Arkanoid so much. Like, Rob actually came around about, uh, like, half two hours four. earlier yeah. or an hour and a half earlier than he normally would. Yeah. And I thought we were going to play all of these different games because we actually had time for a change. Mm-hmm. And then we just stuck Arkanoid in and we played Arkanoid for an hour and a half, basically.
0: <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, it's weirdly addictive.
1: It is. Um, and the paddle, uh, the dial works a lot better with the first game than the second, I think it's fair to say.
0: Yeah, that's true. I it's thought, not, not sensitive.
1: Yeah, I thought it uh, may have had something to do with the paddle itself when mm. it was so, so, so very sensitive on the first game. But the second game was, oh, sorry, the the second game, And when it got Arkanoid 1, yeah. it was actually much better on that. So I guess yeah. it has to do with the sensitivity settings. In the
0: software. Yeah, it so, so, must be a software thing. Very so, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, this, these games are are Breakout clones. Breakout is a game from, I believe, the late 70s. Yeah, mid to um, late 70s from Atari. Yeah, and it's basically like a version of Pong, except unlike in Pong where you're you know, competing against another opponent and you're playing like a, like a sort of a table tennis type game. In this year, it's more like squash where you're bouncing a ball against a wall, but there's a wall of little bricks that you kind of break through. Every time your ball hits a brick, it it, it breaks, it destroys that brick, or it damages the brick, and then another hit or two will break it. And the whole point of the game is just to break all the bricks, hmm. um, at which point... You go to the next level, and that's that's basically and those, what Breakout was.
1: And those bricks have different colours, yeah. and
0: they can be arranged in different shapes and yeah, stuff like that. They so make fun shapes, and um, they make different sounds when you hit them. Yeah, you which know, is some musical cool.
1: sounding. Yeah.
0: Um, and one of the best things to do in Breakout is to get the ball sort of behind the wall of bricks, because if you can knock a hole in the wall and then bounce your ball through that hole. It sort of ricochets around in the background and, and does a lot of damage to the to the brick wall without you having to do much, and that's kind of like this. That's like
1: the it's like a combo. Yeah, it's like a really satisfying combo to get where it just goes dee, 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 and then just wipes out all of this um you know all of these bricks. field to yeah. play. So it's kind of a
0: satisfying tactile but very simple game. Breakout. Yeah, Arkanoids like Breakout, but it introduces some new like power ups and different little quirky mechanics that. Kind
1: Of zhuzh the game up a bit, it gives now, a bit of a judge. Uh, now, I'm gonna to have to stomp you there, <laughs> Robbie, because yes, there is all of this stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, this has one thing Breakout never had.
0: Yes, what's plot. that? A
1: plot that's right. There is, there a, is a story behind this game, there's important lore we need to discru- discuss. We need to discuss it. Discuss we it. have to discuss this lore, actually. We're gonna discuss the lore as much as we can. So, mm-hmm. what is the plot of Arkanoid?
0: Oh man, well, it's there's a deep, deep backstory here, and it's hard for me to sum up, but I'll do my best. Okay. So basically, the <laughs> the little pong paddle at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, it's not a pong paddle, AC. It's no. a spaceship. Well, of course, it's what else s- would it be? It's a spaceship. It's called Vaus, V-A-U-S. That's a great name. for Okay, a spaceship.
1: so it actually has a name. Yeah, it's
0: okay. a, you know, you've got to name your spaceship. Yeah, I'll pay that. Um, and yeah, it might look like a paddle from a pong game, but that's that's where you're wrong, you idiot. It's a spaceship. And also, and so the 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 point of the game is that um, there's like a baddie. Called Doe. And he's like a, a big Moai head from Easter Island. And he flies around in space for some reason. And you got to kill him because he's bad. And uh, I think that's basically the plot of the game. That is basically <laughs> the plot. Yeah. The, the Moai heads have a really weird- Oh, there's a doomed mothership from which the Vows escapes.
1: Oh, okay. Well, so everyone's dead except you. Yeah. And you're taking your revenge. You've got to bricks. kill- you got to destroy Easter Island and all of its historical monuments. So- this is made by Taito. That's right. In 1986. Yeah. And it was an arcade game. Yeah. It was a single-player arcade game. Mm-hmm. And, look, it was quite popular. And then home ports for just about every system ever followed pretty soon after. Like, it was pretty quick when they yeah. got the home ports out. They were probably developed in tandem, I want to say.
0: Yeah, it wasn't long. And it was ported to a lot of different systems. A lot of home computers, actually. Yep. Makes sense. Um, Given the time that it came out, actually, which is kind of almost well, very much pre-pre Nintendo era, like it was around the time when home consoles weren't good enough to really do this kind of game justice. So, like the kind of things it came to were 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 like small computers, like Apple II, your old um your Atari ST, you know, mm-hmm. BBC Micro, oh wow, that kind of stuff.
1: Um, that's that's tighter for you. They'll release on anything they can make money on. Yeah, they're they're not they're not um fussy no and taito being a japanese company he has this fascination with maui heads mm-hmm. like from easter island they just love them so much they, they feature in a lot of japanese games what was that shooter game that we put the queued them up uh there is what's it called um, um parodius
0: parodius that, ha- that features that heavily features maui heads yeah it does
1: in fact i think yeah. just normal gradius might feature yeah i think you well. might be right actually yeah they they, they turn and up maybe, a lot maybe Maybe Darius as well, which is another Taito game I wanna say. Japan loves Moai. Yeah, it's it's a thing mm-hmm. for them. It's a fascination. I don't quite understand why or like whatever cultural significance it has, but yeah. maybe it's just something they enjoy. It's latched onto it. Mm, so look, it is a fun game. It's yeah. very simple. It uh, is. simple to play, difficult to master. The good th- the the brilliant thing that Taito did was arrange these blocks mm. in sort of um in, in sort of patterns and shapes and pictures. Yeah. So you've got kind of the the, the Taito level design um, uh, chic across this, I think it's fair to say.
0: Yeah, it reminds me a bit of how Bubble Bobble would have like fun arrangements of the bricks. Yeah. Like, oh, the you know, the platforms. The platforms. It would, it would form a word or a little shape or something yeah, like that. And they this, do that in this as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this, this has like kind of ball shapes and then like different kind of colors which might release different sort of power-ups your ship can have and Mm -hmm. we'll get to those in a minute um but there was one that was shaped like one of the space invaders yeah that's pretty cool and there was also another one that was shaped like uh an umbrella yeah as
0: well i think yeah there's a few other little variants i just just cute little designs like that 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 do make it more interesting than like just a typical breakout level which is normally just a wall of bricks yeah they try and mix it up a bit here. Um,
1: they do. And the power-ups are the, probably the the biggest yeah. thing that um, that they actually do with this. Yeah. And uh, some of the power-ups can be uh, multi-ball. So, if you if you smash a brick and then a little, like, m- different colored cylinder will kind of it's tumble down. Like a little down. pill or something. Yeah. yeah. And then you grab that. Mm-hmm. And then it'll give you a special power up. Yeah. One of them will make your ball split into three. Yeah. One of them makes the ball stick to your paddle. One of them makes the paddle longer, mm-hmm. and the other one makes the um, the paddle shoot. Yeah, it turns so- it almost
0: into like a little Space Invaders like like platform where you're shooting bullets up at the at the bricks, and um, you can bust holes in the in the brick formation using your bullets, which is pretty good. Um, that's that one is a bit of a double edged sword because I found every time I got it. I would get distracted, like, shooting the bricks, and I would forget mm. that I have to, like, keep the balls from, you know, falling off the edge of the screen. Um, yeah. So, it, this game requires a lot of concentration, I'm fine. It, it's almost like a psychological game where, like, the real enemy is you, <laughs> you know, the player. Um.
1: Every time yeah. that something bad happens in this game, it is your fault. Yeah. You're, yeah. React- you're greedy trying to get the power-ups. Yes. Or you weren't sure which of the multi-balls to go to.
0: Yeah, that was a problem I constantly have is, like, which ball do I try and hit? And then I don't hit any of <laughs> and they all they all fly to the bottom of the screen because that's how you that's how you lose your lives. To be clear, if you've never played a breakout game, if you manage if you miss the ball and it sort of goes to the bottom of the screen, then you you lose life. Yeah. Um. So the whole point is to keep the balls in play. And if you're really good at the game, you can like sort of aim your hits so that the ball bounces in certain directions, and you're kind of trying to. Like, you know, aim aim your hits at, at particular bricks and things like that. But most of the time, I'm just struggling to stay alive, if I'm honest with you.
1: And this is this is uh, kind of the crux of the game. I said it's difficult yeah. to master. Yes. And <clears throat> that is very true of this game. And, like, the original breakout wasn't easy either. And it is very easy to play because you know what to do. You see the ball, you hit the ball, the ball bounces back and it hits yeah. one of the bricks. Yeah. Um, now, there some of the different colored bricks are, uh, like, you have to hit them two or three times before they disappear. And some of them are permanently there. That's so right. But
0: you can't get rid of them. Yeah, those are really devilishly placed sometimes to, yeah. like, to like make it hard for you. Um, there was one level that was almost like a little maze made of permanent, like, indestructible bricks. And you have to hit your ball into that sort of very precise. channel almost. Yeah. And then it bounces along that, that like, a corridor. Um, that's really tricky. Yeah. Uh,
1: but those levels are kind of fun when you get it done because after after it goes in that little channel, it just keeps bouncing around and, you know, you, you, the level's kind of over, but it's very satisfying. Mm. But it is a difficult game. And that's kind of what I want to emphasize here mm. is that you and I played for about half an hour. Yeah. Every time you die, there's no continue. You get three lives and then you go right back to the start. So we got mm. to level three or four, I think.
0: Yeah, that's right. We before,
1: that. <laughs> let's admit it, I... Looked up a cheat.
0: Yeah, we found a level select code because we're, uh, you know, we're nothing if not thorough. We want to give you people at home mm. a really good review of, how, of the game we're playing. So, so we went
1: through a lot of the levels. Yeah. Uh, and After a while, that level select code stops working. That's right. Um, but we did get up to level 17 of about 30 levels, 32 levels. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you do fight the uh, my head at the end. Yeah, it's like a boss battle at the end yeah. of the game. Yeah. And the annoying thing is that in Arkanoid 2, that is the first thing you do. You have to beat the head again before you can go on to normal levels. And those levels yeah. are even more difficult.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's very much... Arkanoid 2 does the same thing that Wonder Boy 3 does, where the end of Wonder Boy 2 is the start of Wonder Boy 3. Yeah. And a few, a few other games do that. I've seen it in a few other games. None of them... Like, Wonder Boy is the one that springs to mind for me, but there's definitely others. But, yeah, Arkanoid... I can't help but wonder whether Arkanoid Two is came from a similar kind of place that that the Lost Levels did for for Mario in the sense that it was like, oh, you liked this first game, huh? Well, here's one that's like, you know, really hard and annoying.
1: Yeah, the, number two, Arkanoid Two does not really advance much in terms of graphics or gameplay. It's the exact same thing. It's just harder. Yeah, and it the- is. And Arkanoid One already pretty hard. You really need to put in the hard yards. I mean, we got. Places because we cheated a bit, and, yeah. and some levels are harder than others. It's yeah, th- some of, some of them are actually cleared quite easily.
0: Yeah, it's weird actually. Like it's it's not a smooth progression. Like no. level three was really hard. Yeah. Then like level four and five were like surprisingly easy, and it's just it's just funny how yeah like you'll come across a level and you'll be like this looks weirdly easy for mm. level ten, and then you beat it and you're like okay, and then oh, level is like just horribly
1: hard or something. And yeah, it's just not really consistent. It's not, but I kind oh. of like the fact that you have moments of, um, you know, slightly more relaxed environments, I yeah. suppose. Like, you're not on your edge of the seat all the time. Like, yeah. you have one that's kind of fun in between all of these kind of more difficult or challenging levels.
0: Sure. I guess there's, like, a variety there that's that's fun. Yeah. And um, that's, that's not necessarily a bad thing in a game like this.
1: Yeah. So, would you recommend people play Arkanoid?
0: I, I had a really good time with it, and I was surprised at how much fun I was having with it. Like, you know... I think we were about 45 minutes in and I was like, I think I just want to keep playing this game. <laughs> um, I mean, I like breakout games already. I, I have that mental disease or I-, I like these kinds of games. <laughs> kink. I think we called it before. Yeah. I have a, ba- a breakout games kink. Um, this is a very good one. And I think, see, wizard was good, but I feel like they sort of took the power ups and stuff a bit too far. Like there was a lot- there was too much going on. It was a bit too complex. This is much more simple mm. and it's, the power ups give you just something extra to keep the game interesting but mm. at its at its heart it's still recognizably breakout and i think that's why i like it more i also think that the it's silly but things like the way that the game looks it's it's less it's less some um, fancy looking than than Arkenoid 2 it's more like it we- looks recon- it looks a lot like breakout basically you know with the multicolored blocks the rainbow colored blocks and um your ship looks just exactly like a like a breakout paddle, like a super breakout paddle or I think
1: like Orb was trying to be something that it's not. Yeah. Like they, they tried to take everything a bit too far and it lost some of the the fun and some of the heart along the way.
0: I think I get the idea. It was like a fantasy
1: version of yeah, of like, Arkanoi, You know, it's like, oh, it's like an RPG. You can buy stuff and yeah. it's experience points. The and shops whatnot. and
0: things. Yeah. Yeah, this is much more simple. And I think the simplicity of Breakout is probably one of the things I like the most about it. And mm. that's why I do recommend this game because it is a... A fun, simple thing, like you said it, it it rewards it rewards persistence. And like if you play it again and again and again, you will progress. Like we got stuck on level one for a while, then we found level two, and then after a while, we were like we found level three, and we were like surprised and excited by that. And then we sort of consistently got to level three after a while. And yeah. you can see how if you sat down and, and really put your hours in, you could get very good at it. So
1: you'd get your money's worth out of this. Yeah,
0: I think it's a good one. It's simple, and it's not you know you can, I can you can get bored of it. After a while, but after an hour and a half of playing it, I wasn't bored yet. So, <laughs> I think I have to give it a recommendation. What about you, A.C.? Where do you where do you come down?
1: Oh, uh, look, I don't have quite the same kink that you do. <laughs> uh, not that I'm kink shaming you, but I kind of am mm-hmm. because it's a weird kink. I mean, you know, leather, fine. You know, getting spanked, fine. Getting fisted, not my thing. But I know Robbie here likes it. Uh but oh, boy, howdy's breakout! That's mm-hmm. just that's just something else.
0: Yeah, look, okay, it's it's fine. I know that my <laughs> My extreme activities
1: And sometimes turn people off Look I I'm going to come down On the side of Arkanoid Is Probably the best version of this game Mm. Arkanoid is better than Mm Wizorb In terms of playability And in terms of I don't know Just the Just the enjoyment that you get out of the game Yeah It's better than It's like Breakout is still fun Mm. This is Better than Breakout Because it adds a bit to it But doesn't like Overload it with Like all sorts of Silly things you can do Yeah So this is probably The ultimate form Of that particular You know Dial slash paddle genre Mm -hmm. So As I said If you see it in an arcade Which would be pretty rare These days Yes Pick it up and give it a go Mm. Um, I haven't seen one In the arcade for years Although they did Have One for sale In Canberra That didn't work Like an old Actual arcade Oh wow Um Mm. For a few hundred bucks I was looking at that going There's nowhere in my house I could put this But it'd be cool just to have an Arkanoid machine Yeah it is a, it, It's a classic It is a classic Yeah I will say that And look If someone at some party somewhere offers you a hit I'd say take it <laughs> <laughs> But uh, just realise that it could be a bit of a, a gateway To yeah. you know harder things That's
0: right You might find yourself playing Orb Wizard at 3am Bleary eyed Wondering what happened to your life <laughs> Just like me.
1: Yeah, that's where you you don't want to end up. You just don't want to end up where Rob is.
0: <laughs> don't do Arkanoid, kids. land. <laughs> AC. Yes, Andrew AC Yoshimura. That is
1: me. AC is not actually my middle name, though. No, it's not. In a, in a shocking twist In a shocking twist It no, starts
0: with L Your middle name is Lawrence It is And okay. I know this about you for some
1: reason You do know You know I keep yeah. calling you, I know what your middle names Yeah Because you actually have four names Yeah I do You have two middle names Uh huh But I always call you Robert Equitas Bailey Yeah Because it's fancy like me it, it does sound fancy yes But I actually do know your your actual real middle names Yeah that's because I stole your identity and you stole mine <laughs> So which one of us is Calvin and which one of us is Hobbes Oh no <laughs> Not this again <laughs> Anyway, I have been doing stuff you, you remember on this podcast where I often say things and mm-hmm. don't do things? Yeah, you do that a lot I do that so much mm-hmm. um, Because I, I'd like to say I'm a very lazy man mm-hmm. But I'm not Yeah, Like I'm actually a very busy man well, Like I actually have a lot going on in my life You do I do two podcasts now yes. We'll get into that a bit later I don't, uh-huh. I I. I like to say, I don't know how I got into this. I know exactly how I got into it. I
0: bloody well volunteered to do it. You're also a father of lums.
1: Yes, I am and a father of lums, as well as an actual cute. factual two-year-old, Are we almost off- three-year-old. Oh,
0: God, how's that working out for you?
1: Well. <laughs> Not good. My <laughs> wife. <High Look, five. laughs>
0: <it's- laughs> Your wife. For context, AC's wife is sitting with an earshot. As and I'm- throwing distance <laughs> as well, by the way. Uh... So far we haven't got her to throw anything at you. No.
1: Not yet. We we do try though. And and we might actually succeed with this segment. <laughs> Great. Because <laughs> what, are you, how, what are you about to say? Because remember how I said that I was gonna play Final Fantasy Seven? Yes. I played Final Fantasy Seven with my wife.
0: I don't believe it. And
1: she's going to kill me. <laughs> so let me let me let me predict She's squinting at me right now.
0: Let me predict this how this is gonna go. Yep. I predict that you, Andrew, A.C. Yoshimura... Uh-huh. ...fucking love this game so much. <laughs> and you're like, why did I Why did I take so long to play Japanese role-playing games? They're the best. Why, indeed. Turn-based combat, give me some more, please. Yum, yum, fill up my tummy with it, is in- what you...
1: <laughs> it's, uh, insert it into my veins, but do it in a turn-based style, so I fucking die first. <laughs>
0: so, uh, am I right? Am I right with my accurate prediction? Uh,
1: look... The reason I chose Final Fantasy VII mm-hmm. to be my first role-playing game mm-hmm. that I actually wanted to get as far through as I possibly could without self-harm <laughs> is I know it was a lot of people's first RPG. Yeah. I know it is popular. I know it has a good reputation. I know it is actually very anime-esque. And yes. it has an. I'm not going to say it's a good story. hmm I'm going to say it's a fun story. <clears throat> yes. So... I, I started playing this a few weeks ago with Maria, and we had two options. One, Number one, mm-hmm. play it on the PC, uh, of which uh, Cody Goff of Game Life Balance US fame uh, very graciously gifted to me for Christmas um, one year. Okay. Or I could play the original uh, on the original PS1 hardware. Mm,
0: what did you choose? Um,
1: look... I kind of wanted to do the PC version. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is that I'd have to play it on the PC. Yeah. And when I, and for context, it would be me and Maria both kind of crowded around a monitor that's not particularly big. Huddled. Yeah, because that's where my, my game-playing PC is. I'm not. I'm guessing it would work okay on the laptop. I'm not sure about that, though. Mm. Anyway, sitting in front of the consoles is a bit more comfortable for us. Yeah, couch and
0: consoles. Yeah, is-
1: so I owned an odd and then... We started playing it on... Uh, I'd like to say it's original hardware. We're actually playing it on PS2. Okay. Because the PS2 uh, has... Backwards compatibility? Has backwards compa- compatibility, but it also has uh, component out. Ah. So the graphics are going to be a bit better. Okay. Uh, and look, I do like the graphics. Yeah. Or Is rather, I love the pre-rendered cutscenes. Yeah. Um, I love the graphics when you fight. Mm. The chibi style, like, there are a total of six polygons here, and most of those are in Cloud's hair. Yeah. Are a bit, I'm not going to say off-putting. They have a certain charm it's to dated, them. It's dated, though, isn't it? It is dated. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a retro gamer. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I The music is fantastic. Mm. I cannot gush um, enough. Mm. About the music in Final Fantasy VII, it's fantastic. Yeah. I next time I go to Japan, I want to buy the CD. But of course, I'm guessing that the CD is probably horribly expensive now, as a lot of the music from that era is. But I'll take a look and heart off anyway because okay. it's it's good. That's cool. The um the story, as I said, not while well, not being like great um, it's fine. Literature is it's very anime. Yes, you can tell that they're the. The writers have seen Neon Genesis Evangelion pretty recently because, yeah, actually, that would have been a pretty major influence on them. Yeah, there is the this whole period. thing
0: with, like, Cloud's mum and stuff that gets yeah. a bit weird at some point. Yeah.
1: And, you know, and there are moments of brevity in the story. Mm. I- I'm quite liking the way the story is going because, you know, it's very, li- you know, like, long. It's a very anime. mm you know, it's drawn out, it's kind of ridiculous, it's kind of stupid, the things that Cloud has to do. Has I'm only, like, like four of, hours
0: in. has a lot of, like, comedy relief moments and things like that. It does. It does like, feel like a long, serialized mm. anime in that way, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And this is where we hit a problem. Mm-hmm. See, so sometimes you have to do this really stupid thing in the game mm-hmm. where you've got to play
0: it. Oh, that whole cum, 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 curmudgeon Yeah, I mean that moving conundrum,
1: sorry, I got there Conundrum, yeah, I mean, like, Cummage. you can move the character around I have no problem with that But then all <laughs> of a sudden, the screen spins around And you're facing three little dudes And you think, oh, well, I've got a big fucking sword here May as well hack and slash these guys to death And then a menu pops up Now, don't get me wrong, I knew this was going to be turn-based combat <laughs> <laughs> But until today Yeah I was under a misguided impression about how the combat worked In mm. terms of I had to do everything super, super quickly Because mm. everyone says, oh no, this one's actually time-based You have a time limit, you have to make decisions really uh, quickly
0: People oversold that feature
1: Yes, they yeah. did, and I panicked, and I just go, quick, 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 quick I've got to do this really quickly, I've got to do the magic Oh my god, I have to select someone, they make me do that as well <laughs> And so I'm tearing through this, trying to do it, and I'm dying a lot mm. And, like, Marie's going, no, no, no And then she gets frustrated and yells at me, no, 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 give me the controller You don't have to do it, you don't to do <laughs> and then I attack my own character. and then it just it, it was a shit show. Uh, the combat in that yeah. game fucking sucks. I think, I think it kind know. of ruins the game, but I'm going to keep playing it anyway because now that I know that I actually have a bit more latitude. Yeah, a little bit. Like there's a timer; you can see a little bar. Yeah, yeah. And that's mm. the way I thought that worked mm. with the time bar, and the way everyone has described it mm. is that I need to do everything super quickly before that runs out. But mm. there's like you can actually take your time and do menu stuff, and I'm like hammering on the buttons. to For try the and most get it part,
0: t- you can. Yeah. But if you dawdle for too long, they will get a go. Yeah. See, so
1: yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. But like nobody expects explain that to me which is why i'm like tearing through it and mm. like it, because everyone's saying you, you got to be quick you know this isn't like a normal menu based <laughs> system you know you you, you got to really you know you yeah. got to be quick on your feet and you got to make choices really quickly so i did it took that to heart i did um and
0: yeah look at yeah it's not quite as intense as that there are some boss fights that get a bit like that mm. where you're like oh man i really need to do this quickly but for the most part it's not that Demanding, but uh, look, yeah, I mean, the, the turn-based combat is is never my favourite either, really, in these no, in these games. But, but you sort of
1: you sort of like
0: you know you deal with it.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to keep at it. Maria and I are playing it together. Mm. We both get frustrated because of the way I hate things like turn-based combat, <laughs> and, and the way I panic, and then Maria panics, and then we both panic, mm. and then I die. So the the first yeah. time I actually got a game over screen in this, well, mm. probably the second time because I was on the first boss and didn't really know what I was doing, but. I was more kind of accepting of the game back then, going, you know, I've still got stuff to learn, but I still managed to defeat that boss all by myself Mm -hmm. by the end. Anyway, after that first boss, I was wandering around um, one of the Sector 6, I think it was. Okay, Uh, This is just after I I met this terrible, one of the worst game characters I think I've ever met, (laughs) ever. And I've played a lot of games, ladies and gentlemen. Ares, I think her name is. Someone who you just want to use as a fucking human shield. You just you just want to tie her to a pair of railway tracks and wait for the next train. That character is so annoying. Anyway, I got into a fight with a house. Yep. The, the the whole thing turned around and I was battling a house. And I thought, well, this is new. This happens to me when I get, come home drunk sometimes. <laughs> the, the key alone, <laughs> the lock is yeah. just is just a menace. Yeah. Anyway, this house, which looks stupid, I thought, Ah, oh, you know, I've, I've had a few random encounters, I know what I'm doing. Mm. This house trounced me. It <laughs> killed me so utterly and completely. I got a game over and I was going, what the hell was that? Like, I was just attacking and attacking and using magic and I wasn't killing this thing. And Maria looked it up and it turns out that this random encounter was one of, like one of the rare random encounters that you can come across uh. and it actually does a whole heap of damage. Mm. Of course it's possible to kill it. Mm. But with someone like my with my lack of experience with these sorts of games, yeah, yeah. I got owned by this, <laughs> this goddamn house. house? I, was, I was using magic, I was <laughs> healing and everything like that and I just I still uh. lost. And then I just went, well, this game's already earned itself a reputation, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And, of course, Maria took over the controller for the next little while, and she didn't come across the house. No, so okay. I just looked like a crazy person. <laughs> house attacked me, and she's like, yeah, right, sure. <laughs> she was there. She saw it, but she was still like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure it did.
0: But that's one of the things with this game is that it does have, like, each area has, like, a range of enemies, and some of them are easier to encounter than others. Yeah. And some of them will drop, like, rare items and things like that. Mm. So... One of the annoying things this game sometimes wants you to do, or at least sort of encourages you to do, is hang around and get into random fights in the hopes of bumping into one of the rarer enemies and killing them and getting whatever, like, rare weapon or item it is that they- that they drop. So, that's, like, one of the things in this game. I wonder whether that house had, like, a sweet- sweet item for you, AC. It may have. You know?
1: But also, the random encounters- The great chimney. They- (laughs) Fantastic mantelpiece I would like to see Cloud have a chimney on his back Look, Rather than that stupid sword the sword is
0: really dumb Can It is it, really dumb Like one of the things that annoys me about about the Final Fantasy series Is sometimes the character design is just a bit too OTT for me yeah. and, and like Cloud's sword has always rubbed me the wrong way It looks silly I mean I'm like, sorry it looks silly
1: it, it does It looks fucking ridiculous yeah. But the worst thing is like The characters when, you, when you're when you doing a close up like encounter with enemies mm the the character models look pretty cool. Yeah, like you know, there's enough. They're still very blocky and polygonal, but you can you can see what they were trying to go for. Yeah, and then they they do a flail at the end, like where after they win a battle. Oh, they do a little like flare animation. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and. Cloud kind tosses of toss his sword up in the air or something. No, he he kind of spins it around in his hand and then puts it back. Yeah, I counted the frames of animation in that. There are four. <laughs> <laughs> so but, and that happened really quick. So it just goes one, two, three, four. So and then he puts it back. Who's your favorite went, character oh. so far?
0: Um, uh, you probably only have like three or four characters.
1: Yeah, like there's Barrett and there's. Um, <clears throat>
0: Heiress. That's Tifa.
1: Tifa. I do like um, Tifa. Yeah, Tifa's like, the best. Tifa's probably my favorite so far. Yeah. Um, although she's kind of useless, but I'm going to build her up. She's
0: like the Chie of the game in a way, like kick a tank into the
1: sun. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> always the kind of character that I like. Uh, yeah. Then Barrett probably. Mm. Uh, then Cloud and his mysterious past, and then he has flashbacks and cross dresses right. and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, mm, more power to him. Yeah, and Barrett's uh, complex. He's a complex yep. guy. And then uh, there's the president, uh, and then there's uh, some random background character. And then there's Adolf Hitler. Yep. And then Stalin. And uh, then there's Ares. She's right down the bottom. Yeah. Right, right. I don't think those other characters were in the game. I haven't seen Adolf yet, but. Um, you live in hope. Oh, look, I'm just going to say, I think I'd rather have him in my party <laughs> than Ares. Damn.
0: Damn. That's all right. Look, that's fine. <laughs> because you won't have, have to worry about Ares for too much longer. Yeah,
1: so I hear. I'm uh, actually just trying to use her as a human shield at the moment. It's like, attack her. Dude, just do her. Yeah,
0: you're not going to... Actually, you should probably not even bother, like, putting her in your party. No,
1: I mean, like... Just wasted XP, really. Yeah, she can cure things, and that's all she's going to be good for until she snuffs it. I know she's going to snuff it, and I'm not going to shed a single tear.
0: One thing that I'm struggling to remember, and I'm sure everyone listening to this is going to scream, is, like... Who takes over as the party healer after Aerith?
1: Oh, I think we started putting some of those points into Tifa. Ah, okay. Uh, and I don't really know how the, um, the, the whole the... of that system works. It's but been a the... long time since I've played it. Yeah, I'm kind yeah. of learning and like putting skills into people. And I think we did add a healing okay. item to Tifa. So basically, she's you know already...
0: She's already ready to take... Ready and in... standing in the wings.
1: Yep, just to get rid of Aeriths. <laughs> Okay yes my wife is saying that she did that she made sure that Tifa has the um <laughs> the necessary healing experience oh, which funny. is which is true I do I remember really
0: fondly loving the environments in the game like the the different towns and places you go to
1: I love those yeah. like and it has a lot of japanese kanji in them okay. and like, I guess to like a, a 13 or 14 year old when you guys played this as kids or whatever, mm. I suppose you would have been about, yeah, about 17 f- or 18. I was probably
0: about like, 15 like, or 16, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: you just wouldn't have known these, that these were Japanese, maybe. Some of them are hiragana, some of them are kanji. Mm. I actually can read a lot of these ones. Okay. Like the the gym that you go into in Sector... Sector 6, I think it was Sector... One of oh, the sectors, yeah. 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 the gym. Um, this is the, the, the place where you have to cross-dress to go in and find Tifa.
0: Oh, oh! You mean the honey bee in? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And above the gym, it just says the kanji is just like man, man, man. <laughs> like this kanji for man is just like man three times. And I go, oh, okay. That's either you know that's either a strong guy competition or some sort of like male brothel, I suppose. Yeah,
0: it's got it's got this kind of like mid nineties like homophobia thing going for it. It which does, is like, and they, it's a bit it's a bit grating. They play it like a comedy sequence. Yeah, and I think back in the day. You know, it's a different time. AC, um, it's a
1: product of its time. It's still and quirky and fun. And like, I'm not yeah. saying that's good or bad. Like yeah. it is, and even in Japan now, that they do, they still do that sort of stuff. Like I twenty years later. Harmless.
0: I mean, honestly, I don't think that the joke is kind of like lol cross dressing. Essentially, yeah, um,
1: I'm a bit uncomfortable with that. But you yeah. know, it, it, you know, you play it. It's played off as a comedy sequence. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's not having harmless. a painful dig at that particular no. culture. So yeah. Um, Mm. <laughs> it doesn't really have anything to say in that area, so yeah. you, you play that. It's funny, um, it's awkward. Uh, Cloud looks even worse dressed as a girl than he did. I don't know, as a guy.
0: Yeah, I don't know. There's a there's a there's a certain element, AC, in the Final Fantasy fandom mm. that is like deeply obsessed with Cloud and really likes Cloud as a character. Whereas I always saw him as kind of like a voice. Like a faceless, voiceless protagonist that you you know yeah, doesn't the other really have much personality. Am, but
1: I think his backstory gives him personality. He has like
0: he has like a wounded, traumatic backstory, but he doesn't have a lot of personality. No, that. a lot of you his know? story
1: comes from his you know a lot yeah. of his character comes from his backstory. But his, his current actual character profile is pretty. It's kind of like I'm you, a guy who likes to work for money and stuff and ah uh, whatever.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of you can put your own personality on him, I guess, but. Mm. Um, there were certainly protagonists later in the series that had more of a personality, like Squall from Eight, or um, that little Tiger Tail guy from Nine.
1: I think um, I think the the reason why so many people are attached to Cloud is because this was a lot of people's breakout Japanese RPG that sure, they played. Yeah, and you know they 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 like the anime of There's it. It's like over it. dramatic hairstyle and the it's massive anime, sword. Yeah. Yeah, and this was this probably sparked something in a lot of people that they'd just never seen before. Yeah, and they, and more power to them. That's you know, fine. If Cloud's know, yeah. your favorite character, sure. If Ares is your favorite character, then bloody hell, get some help, mate. I mean, it's funny because
0: yeah, I I was weirdly influenced by different kinds of fantasy art growing
1: mm. up. Oh yeah, like the side of panel vans. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know stuff like the, the
0: the warhammer stuff. You know, like just dudes with big sword. You know, big shoulder pads and big swords. Like, I, I get it. I mm. get why people like. Ex, you know Exaggerated Fantasy art Like that's fine This is not my My particular cup of tea mm. Um
1: But yeah So look I'm four hours in I'm prepared to give it a bit longer and I'd I think love to see you take it further than, At least get out of
0: Midgar And see what the bigger world is like
1: Yeah you know, I do want to actually Get yeah. out and see Because I am loving The like The mega corporation Sci-fi mm. You know Deranged future Sort of thing You know mm. I get a bit of a kick out of that Yeah there's lots of and the, the, it's, wild, it's, the world's cool yeah. Yeah. yeah So I I'm going to give it a go. But I think as I play this game, I think I'm going to give the controller to Maria for a lot of fights Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I still want to do some of them, but... Like, a lot of those random encounters are a little bit too random. Mm. And the problem with that is that I don't get to explore the environment enough because I'm afraid that I'm going to have too many encounters. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's one of those things. You see a chest or something, and you're like, well, I could get there. Mm.
1: But I'd have to
0: go all this way, and I'd have to fight so many people. I'm
1: sure I'll get experience, but, you know, it's not something that I want to waste my life doing, frankly. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'm I'm just glad you're actually giving it a red-hot go. I'm giving it a red-hot go. And, you know... A lot, a lot of what I say is, of course, hyperbole. Yeah, you're a satirist. I am a satirist, and this <laughs> is all satire. The only thing I'm not sat, you know, like, oh, I am enjoying it. Mm. I will say that. I also say that my assessment of Aries as a character is not satire. I hope that bitch dies soon.
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> all right. Well, apart from Final Fantasy VII. Um, have you been playing any other games recently?
1: You yeah, I actually bought a game today. Okay. Uh, and I was inspired by Giant Bombs, because I'm a, a premium member of Giant Bomb. Giant Bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have heard of them. Mm-hmm. You may not have. But they do something called Unprofessional Fridays, which yes. is just where they sit back and play games. Mm-hmm saw Jeff Gersman play a game called Game Soup, which was quite cheap on Steam. Mm. And it is effectively uh, WarioWare. Yeah. So I jumped right onto Steam and I bought that for about four bucks. Yeah. I think four bucks fifty, maybe.
0: I checked it out with you this afternoon. It's pretty yeah. good.
1: It is good. Yeah. It's just a whole bunch of micro games. Mm-hmm. I don't even like using the word mini games because it's it's one of those things where it's literally you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You've got about five seconds to figure it out before you die. I think
0: micro games more appropriate. A mini game, I think, is more like a Mario Party thing. You know, yeah, it lasts about like definitely. a minute, and you got to like catch things in a basket mm. or something. This is this is very short. It's like two seconds, yeah. three seconds max. Yeah, um,
1: and and I love the art style. Mm. It's very colorful. Uh, and they use a lot of soup, like ramen soup, and then just like corn soup, and then you've actually just got a whole bunch of video games in a soup, <laughs> as the as like the title cards between or yeah, you know kind of, like, the breaks between yeah uh, between the mini ga- or the micro games. Mm-hmm. So you and I played that for a while tonight. Yeah, and I got about twenty. There's about forty six levels or forty six minigames.
0: Yeah,
1: I got about twenty three so far. Yeah, it's pretty good. So I good can effort. really see myself going back because I love. The WarioWare games. Yeah,
0: me too. I I haven't played as many as you have. Mm. I've only... The one I I spent a lot of time with was the DS version. Uh, WarioWare DS, whatever that was called. Um,
1: There were a few for DS. I think there was uh, Wario DIY, Mm. which was one of them where you kind of had to make your own mini games. it wasn't that. There was another another one. I was actually a bit disappointed by Wario DIY because... I just want to play the mini games. I don't want to like do art and make them myself. It's like, nah, who cares? I don't want to do that. I just want to play the games.
0: Yeah, sure, fair
1: enough. But th- those, mm. WarioWare MarioWare is is good, a good fun
0: time, and that that is a pretty good approximation of what WarioWare is like, and it's very affordable.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's just more of more of that, and I'm happy yeah. with just more of that. If it's in a different art style, I think that's actually a good thing from a different company because they might have a different take. Yeah, a lot of them are kind of satires or parodies of current games yeah there's like an undertale kind of parody there is a bit of a mario parody in there as there's well
0: like a zelda one yeah, yeah where you just
1: have to smash pots mm-hmm. so i would uh totally recommend people giving that a go the price is right for sure yeah mm. um i did mess around with the atari links because i have a few link systems mm-hmm. i have about 16 games which represents over 10 percent of the oh, wow. library i want to say I think there's only 72 games Gosh, for the system. That's like. actually like more than I thought there'd be. Yeah, the Atari Lynx is a 16-bit. I actually think it's a pretty cool handheld. It is. It just I remember, I remember it being cool anyway. Look, it's not a bad handheld. <laughs> like the games, the resolution is not great, mm. um, but the games work pretty well for what they are. Mm. It's just that the LCD screen is very very primitive. Okay. It is backlit and it is color. Okay. And it chews through a lot of batteries. Not like I'm going to take it on the go, so I can plug it in. But the screen is very washed out, and I don't know if that's a product of the time or because it's you know now thirty almost thirty years later. Can I ask and I'm you? These things.
0: Sorry, out of curiosity, mm-hmm? do you have a, game, a working Game Gear? I do. Yeah. Does it? How does that compare with the links? Like the screen?
1: Uh the Game Gear is better. In terms of resolution, uh, the Game Gear is actually only eight bit because it's basically the, the same as a master system, That's except I more colours. Yeah, uh, it lasts a bit longer. It is backlit, but the Game Gear breaks easier. Okay, uh, they have a whole bunch of capacitors in there which burst or stopped working or leaked, so a lot of those need to be repaired before you can do it. I would recommend playing those games on an emulator more than right. anything else these days. But mm-hmm. that's not to say that it's not worth playing on the original hardware because okay. it's, there is a novelty to it and there is a tactile sensation. So the, the Lynx can do two things that the Game Boy and the Game Gear cannot do. Mm-hmm. Number one, it can be played vertically. Oh, you can tilt. You, can, you, t- you can, can turn it around. Turn it around. Yeah. Uh, gauntlet is one of those games. Oh, of course. Cool. So so you, you can play those. Yeah, like, you can play vertical gauntlets, like
0: th- four by three or three by whatever it is. The other one.
1: Yeah, yeah, three by four. Yeah. Um, and gauntlet is actually pretty good on the links. Cool. Like it's a, the, the sprites are a little bit too small. Like you kind of got four by four pixels still. It's but gauntlet. it's yeah, yeah. It's gauntlet. It's fun. Uh, it's vertical. The other thing you can do is you can play it. For left-handed people. So you can actually have the D-pad on the right-hand side Ah. and the buttons because there are two sets of of buttons, A and B, at the top and bottom. So you can actually switch the entire console around, put it into left-hand mode so you can play with your left hand, which is a a great quality of life, I thought.
0: If you're a lefty, then, yeah, yeah, that's going to be actually pretty valuable.
1: I'm not a lefty, Mm. but I really appreciate the fact that it's there for some people. So I did a, a bit of that interesting uh may has been doing really well with swimming lessons Aww. uh she is you don't want to compare your child to other children she's only been <laughs> three times but yeah we have a friend of the family who also has their kid in child lesson uh, in swimming lessons who's a little bit older than may and may's like mm, doing pretty well may's kicking her butt yeah <laughs> I'm not going to name names or anything like that. I just, you know, you're just really uh, proud of your daughter sometimes, you know. Yeah, and I just I, I just, I just really love the fact that she's not afraid of water Yeah, and that she's learning things. She's not just splashing around. She's actually going, oh, okay, I get this. Oh, I can hold onto the side. I can move along. Does she like to go under? Because that's a big thing, is the going under. A third lesson, mm-hmm. she did it.
0: Wow, great. So, that's yeah. huge. That's a huge like It is a uh, big thing leap. like. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, you know, putting water on her face and going one, two, three, under. Yeah. I have then- a little
0: system at this this school. Mm. I'm sure she's like a she's a jellyfish. I, I think assume. so. Yeah. Our, our kids go to the
1: same school. Yeah. Yeah, the same swimming school, yeah. And yeah, so by the third lesson I said, "Are you ready?" "Are you ready?" and she goes uh, and I just went One, two, three, under And she just <laughs> put her under And she goes <laughs> Water goes everywhere And she's like Kind of looking surprised But she didn't cry She didn't go anything Fantastic We did it like Two or three more times That's And she right. she got it and she's like, she knows to hold her breath when she goes underwater. Yeah. We just need to work on her paddling and kicking skills because yeah. she just kind of flails
0: wildly. It's funny how they build them up because like those things, like the one thing I'm sure they're teaching her this as well is like the monkey monkey along the side yep, of the Yep, she got that on pool. her second
1: lesson, so so like proud of her about that.
0: Ruby's class had a new kid join mm-hmm. and this kid's starting from scratch. Mm. And it's just really amazing to see like how far behind he is because he doesn't know how to do monkey monkey. He doesn't know how to like... You know, he's just not sort of at that same level where, like, the other kids in Ruby's little class, he, like the instructor just leaves them to their own devices, yeah, and they just monkey back to the little platform where they where they stand, like without him even like paying attention to them for the most part. Whereas this other little boy needs a bit of bit of help. So it's funny how those those really basic things they teach them in the class in the, the early classes, like the it sort of carries on. It's that they have a whole system, you know.
1: Yeah, they yeah. do, and mm. and kids can catch up. I am glad we got May into the into the class when we did. She's only like two and nine months, or something like that. Wow. I think, well, two and ten months now. I think she's going to be she's going to be turning three in June. So That's amazing! So I am glad we got her in there, and I I like doing it with her as well. Mm. Like I like going into the pool, and the thing is, like being like mu- mummies and daddies have kind of different roles mm. with the kids. Yeah, yeah. And the roles can and should overlap to Mm. a certain extent. But I'm also the kind of dad who will, like, toss his daughter up in the air and let her do just stupid dangerous things so long as I'm keeping an eye on her and ready to catch her if she falls. Yeah, yeah. Which means also I'm, you know, more willing to, like, take risks of, like, just dunking her underwater and, (laughs) and, you know, like, just putting her on the side of a pool and letting go and saying, hey, look, no hands. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I think that's good for confidence building with her as well because... She'll do some things, um, mm. but if she loses a line of sight, she just kind of freezes up. Yeah. Uh, and her line yeah. of sight is a couple of centimetres. So <laughs> so she's not quite ready to jump into the pool yet.
0: Yeah, the jumping in is another big sort of, like, mm. step for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruby loves doing it now, but it, it took her a while to get to that point. So.
1: Um, the other thing I'll just mention quickly uh, before we cut to you... Mm-hmm. Is, Oops, sorry. <laughs> no, we're having drinks while we The do coaster
0: it. got stuck to the bottom of my glass and then it <laughs> fell off
1: <laughs> uh, Is I am doing another podcast, which I've mentioned before What? You hussy Yes, it is Look, it's not a regrettable decision <laughs> I just sometimes wake up in the morning and look myself in the mirror and go How did I get myself into this? Oh yes, I volunteered <laughs> um, So I'm doing a podcast called uh, Lum Squad Okay which is, of course, probably the first and only Urusei Yatsara um, dedicated, solely dedicated to Urusei Yatsara podcast on the internet.
0: Wow, there you go. I,
1: and I'm doing it with, uh, with a fellow member of LUM Squad, uh, LUM Raman Yasha, okay. who just likes to use that name on the internet, which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. Like, it's um, it's good that they just kind of want to have their own identity, and I can really see why some people just want to just have something that's centralised to the internet and don't want to give too much of themselves away. Sure. Um, yeah. I don't have that luxury no. because I've been in on and around the internet since about 1995. <laughs> it's so all, It's all out there. You all know who I am. Google knows now. everything about yeah, you already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Um, doing this, this podcast with them has just been a fantastic experience. It's been really good for me mm. because um, they kind of they are kind of the main host in the same way that you are. Hmm. And I just kind of chime in with my with my experience and my knowledge. Okay. And we're very compatible in the way that uh, they know a lot about, mm. um, a lot about kind of the back end sort of stuff about but i actually have experienced and read the japanese versions as well right and, and you know know a bit more about that kind of side of it so okay. it's very complimentary so what's the name of the podcast again uh lum squad
0: lum squad okay yeah. so, so you can
1: find that on your uh, your itunes app yeah at the moment it's uh it's got a few i think it's actually at lum squad on twitter okay and we're about to record the second episode this weekend. We were going to record it a couple of weekends ago, but um, unfortunately, it's because they're in America and I'm in Australia, we need to kind of sync things up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's really enjoyable. Um, we're going to do... The first episode was about the manga. Next, tomorrow or the next day, we're going to talk about the um, uh, the anime, and then we're going to talk about the fandom, uh, uh, which is... I know a lot about that. So, right. um, it's, it's actually really... When you have a passion mm. about something and the other person you're with also has a big passion for it and yeah. you release this it's such a niche thing mm. but we released this podcast to a bunch of other people who were super passionate about it and we got a really good response That's great. So it, it's, it's really rewarding even though it's like it's we're not doing massive numbers or anything like that but the people who it's aimed for Really like it, and that's that's the main thing. That's for awesome. Me, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what have you been up to, Robbie? You must have uh, you've, you've got a full life. I know it was, <laughs> it was very difficult to book you in for this session. Yeah,
0: look, I'm busy these days. It's funny. I did actually. I've been recording another podcast too. Are <laughs> you? I was
1: going to call you a hussy, but um, I already knew that. <laughs> but this one, this one hasn't come out yet.
0: Um, but I got invited onto a podcast called Jailbreak the Sacred, which is a podcast done by a. Um, actually a priest from um, uh, the US who's also interested in like uh, the occult and astrology and other weird subjects
1: Oh, okay so a Christian, a Christian priest? priest yeah okay. wow. yeah um, what denomination is if he is from
0: everything. the United Church
1: oh, the okay. uniting church okay yeah. But I know Un- those guys they're they're like the if, if I if I was forced at mm. gunpoint to join a join a, tur- a church it would be that one
0: yeah like he's quite, you know obviously a progressive um, uh, mm. Christian you know um but they're, uh, they're,
1: apparently um, they're what like they're the hippies from the 60s who just who found Christ and went. I don't like these other ones. I want to go into this one.
0: Right, okay. Oh yeah, so he it was a great chat. We talked about Christianity, both of our backgrounds in Christianity and like then also our well my interest in astrology and how that sort of Christian upbringing sort of gels with or doesn't gel with these interests that I have and mm. like that whole complex mess. So that's was an interesting chat and I think that's coming out Probably in the next couple of weeks. I'll let you know when it's actually out, listeners. But the podcast is called Jailbreak the Sacred. So that was um, really fun being invited onto that show. I don't have an ongoing commitment, though, like you. Yeah, look, uh,
1: I kind of... When all this was happening... mm, And a lot of this came up because people said, Oh, you should totally do a podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I said... I kind of came up with this idea of... Oh, maybe I'll do a three-part special. We'll do three podcasts and that'll be it. (laughs) Uh, and then I went and bought www.lumsquad.com <laughs> no. uh, uh. And that was after we recorded the first one But I had such a good time recording the first one mm. And then all of these social media accounts were set up by uh, Lam Ram Yasha mm-hmm. And now that's all set up And I had such fun doing the, the that one And then we're going to do the next one And. In my brain, I thought this was going to be such a finite thing because there's no more Urusei Mm. It is a manga, it is an anime, it is six movies, and it's done. Yeah, yeah. That's all, and there are several OVAs, and that's done. Right. But not really, because there's so much content. There are 195 episodes. Mm. There are, like, many, many chapters of the manga, like, you know, 30 volumes or something like Mm. that. That you can actually have this as an ongoing podcast. Yeah, yeah. And it's... Gotten to the point now where I didn't say anything uh-huh. <laughs> And now my, my co-host yeah. has said, this is now ongoing And I, I didn't correct them Oh dear What has
0: happened? <laughs> However,
1: I did actually kind of mention that I can't do this on such like a I can't do this on like a bi-weekly it's a, it's basis It's not going
0: to be that regular No, 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 yeah. we're,
1: we're aiming for once a month, if that Yeah you
0: know. I think so. you need to keep your goals realistic Yeah because yeah. uh, we often, you and I often do this thing where we bite off more than we can chew in life. We do, yeah. And then face the
1: consequences. Mm. But it, so, it is nice being wanted.
0: Yeah. Do uh, you have expertise. You actually are like, probably one of the world's leading authorities on this anime. So.
1: I have a lot of knowledge on the subject. Yeah. yeah so, you probably and experience are. Experience as well as knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, look, I think it's great that, that you know, you're you're... You know, I don't want to be too flippant, but you you, you know about this thing, mm. and you're being. I want to share to that talk. knowledge. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I think that's good. That's that's what we all should be doing.
1: And that's the same with you as well. It's yeah. I'm kind of envious of the fact of just being kind of called up and like, oh yeah, we need you to do a guest spot, and it's like, oh yes, darling, of course I'll do a guest spot, and then turn <laughs> up for, turn up for a couple of hours, and then yeah. And, you know, on a on a popular podcast and then uh, maybe you'll get invited along again in the future, but you don't have to yeah. do it like on a regular basis.
0: There was a really funny moment where he was like, okay, you send me the files and then my audio engineers will like, you know, sort it out. And I was like, you have audio engineers?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> How oh, do I get one? I would kill for an audio engineer. Oh yeah, we killed Chad. Yeah, okay.
0: We had, we had Chad, but
1: he, he was not an audio engineer. He had no qualifications.
0: He he died of a mysterious illness known as half a house brick to the head.
1: <laughs> Although you know you know what I wrote on his like his death certificate? Because I was his like guardian at the time? <laughs> I think he may have been an orphan, I don't know. Anyway, I wrote dysentery on there, just as a bit of a joke. A bit of a, for lulls. Yeah, and now he's like the first recorded case of dysentery in Australia for like 50 years. <laughs> Good work, you. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, what else have I been doing, other than teaching my daughter to swim, and going on podcasts? Um,
1: I've been playing video games, AC, with my girlfriend, um, so, has has your experience with your girlfriend been better than mine? <laughs> Look,
0: uh, it, is an, it is a... Uh, how do I say? It's a big tick in her favour that she's into video games, you know? Um,
1: I, I have seen your score sheet. Yeah. I come worryingly close to being your next yeah. partner. Yeah. Just looking at that list, I'm going, God, I tick a lot of these boxes. Yeah, your hair needs to be a bit nicer, but, you know... Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> gonna- I... God, <laughs> I actually had it straightened, like, with one of those straightening things. It was frightening. Oh, wow. I want to see that. Yeah, I can Your show photos? I do, actually, oh, have okay. photos of me with my hair straightened.
0: Fantastic. Because that's my other kink, other than breakout <laughs> games. So, I look forward to seeing that in due course. Um, so, yeah, I've been... I invited um, Joanna around to my place um, a couple of times over the last fortnight to play some games, which has been really fun. So, uh, I thought she would enjoy playing Piku Niku. The game that I talked about a few episodes back mm-hmm. um, because it's like funny and cute and like sort of up her alley, I thought. And she loved it. So, I've, I've just been having a fun time watching my girlfriend play through that game. So, that's been fun um, because it's it's very comedic, you know, and um, mm. um, it's just an enjoyable thing to play. I can, oh, yes, look at you, fancy man. He's showing me a photo now of, his, of him with straightened hair.
1: You look so different. I look very, you look very so different. Oh yeah, my so gosh. so Maria used a a, a straightening <laughs> iron on my yeah. hair, my usually curly hair. You look more like a like
0: Lord Byron or something with it. Like straight, I
1: am a bit Lord Byronish like, in this one, kind
0: of like a fancy poet with a sword or something like, you know, like a rapier and a sword and like and like consumption.
1: <laughs> you know, the first thing I did when I had this done <laughs> yeah. was I took a video of myself. Saying, I am Fabio, the most beautiful man in the cosmos, (laughs) saying these things, Toyo. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a reference to, not to Fabio, the most beautiful man in the cosmos, but to actually Sean McAuliffe's character of Fabio, Mm -hmm. the most beautiful man in the cosmos, from the full frontal sketch series from the 90s. That's right. It's an impression of an impression. I am Fabio, the most beautiful man in the cosmos, saying these things, (laughs) Toyo. There you go. So yeah. I actually, of course, did that. It was actually because I was going to a fancy dress party mm-hmm. And I wanted, and you have to go as a strong independent woman mm-hmm. So I went as, uh, of course, as my daughter's middle namesake, Alana, the girl from Tomorrow
0: Ah, very cool uh,
1: But the thing is, like, I, I didn't look that much Like, it It was still even curly, even after it was straightened mm. But when I tied my hair back mm. Like, I actually tied it in, like, a low-hanging ponytail And when mm. my hair's straight, it's actually quite long mm. Um. I look pretty feminine. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I do. You're a pretty man. I am very, very (laughs) attractive. I was actually debating whether I should get rid of all the stubble. Ah, shave it off. And shave it all off just to go for that extra effect. And I just went, no, 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 I just don't want to go that far. No, sure. That's fine. I just want that. I just like the look of that with the little bit of stubble there. (laughs) It's better. (laughs) It improves it. There you go. That's good. Um, Sorry, I kept I keep interrupting you with no, my, that, my silly stories. That's okay.
0: My stories are just equally as silly. Um so other than Joe playing Picuniku, um I played some co-op games with her as well. That's what you do when you have a girlfriend is you play co-op games with them. Um <laughs> Or you shout at each other. Or yeah, or yeah, you fight. <laughs> um we chose the the, the former. <laughs> um
1: so Was she was she better at you than better at Picuniku? Better than you at Picuniku? No, equally. I mean
0: the co op vers the co op mode of Picuniku is like there's no plot and it's like a puzzle game essentially. Mm. So we got pretty bored of it pretty quickly. Actually, we ended up yeah, playing Train, trying Two. Remember that game that I played with you a while back? It's like a fantasy like puzzle oh, co-op yes. game where yes, there's like a yes. wizard and a warrior and an archer and they, yeah, yeah. And you sort of traverse the level and and it's like a combination of like an action game and and a, and a puzzle game. So we played a bit of that, which is fun. And I've got a list on my Steam wish list of different co-op games that I'm like, oh, I'll pick them up when they're on sale or whatever and
1: I was just hoping that she was much better than you and you were sitting there stewing in your juices, <laughs> but that wasn't the case. No. So, so what
0: co op games did you Well basically that like I said Pikachu Nico and, and then we played some Trine too. And mm-hmm. that's uh, basically what we've been playing. Um Are you gonna go back to these games? I think we'll keep playing Trine because it's she she quite likes it and it's it's the right it's the right temperature if you like. Like it's n- it's not very punishing. It's um, it's beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's got that eye candy thing going for it. So every new area is like, oh, look at that! Wow, you know, it's everything glows and sparkles and has like rainbows coming off of it. It's very gorgeous, you know. Um, so I'll play a bit more of that. But I've got I've got some um, I've got some uh, games on my wish list that I'm hoping to pick up as well. That are you know co op games that we can we can check out. So oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's fun to. To do that, I, I'm such a solo gamer for the most part that it, it, it's interesting. Like she brought over her controller, you know, and we sort of sat set it uh, up. 360,
1: yeah, a 360 eh, controller, of course. Yeah,
0: so it's it's a neat thing for me. It's it's fun to be dating someone who's like not just casually into games, but is like you know proper into them. Hmm. You know, um, it's different. It's, it's a new experience, but it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So it-
1: my problem is that my wife is much better than me at games. <laughs> yeah. Just she's just much better than me than like pretty much every game we play. Mm. She finished Tetris effect in two nights, basically oh, wow. before like she wouldn't give the headset back so I could actually play it. <laughs> she's already she already beat Tetris effect. like she played it for one night. then the next night she just ducked into VR and just did the entire thing on like normal mode. <laughs> and I was like watching her going, this is fantastic. Can I have a go? No. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't played any sort of competitive or, or other things like that with Joe yet. Is she but know- I'm interested in getting tricky towers. If you know that game, like the Tetris tower building. Oh, I have game. heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting that um, I think that would be fun for like us to play as well, but
1: So, what what is a what is like a a a, um, a game a versus game that mm. you would have equal footing on, do you think? Like, oh. where the challenge would be real for both of you? I'm not
0: sure. Like, Street Fighter 2? or uh, I don't know about fighting games. I'm not sure if she's a fighting games person. But maybe something like... Um, oh, why can't I think of it now? Oh, like, if I can't think of the name of the game, then it's not no point talking about it. Um, Yeah, maybe more... Mm, a strategy more game? More things yeah. or strategy things. Yeah, like, I'm thinking about... yeah. Stuff like yeah, falling blocks games and things perhaps mm. might be a good start. Like that sort of Doctor Mario y sort of stuff or
1: Yeah, yeah. Versus um, Doctor Mario is pretty good. I I could, I could I
0: crack could. out the old um, Tetris versus um, Pio Pio. Oh you, know? you could.
1: Actually yeah. you know you know what would be great, or terrible. Yeah. Tetris Battle Gaiden.
0: Oh. Maybe we bring where we haul her butt over here, AC see.
1: <laughs> we we're just going to play a nice friendly Tetris game. Yeah, not yeah. tell her anything about it. Yeah. And then just see what happens oh, when we start no. using our magical powers. Oh
0: gosh That's it is a great game. I mean, it it's it's fun to think about this because she's not just how do I say this? She's not just there to like play games because I like them. She's she want she genuinely enjoys them herself and will play them in her spare time as well. So that's fun. And it creates this new interesting issue for me where it's like, okay, we both like games. Like, I can watch her play a game. Hmm. Or she can, like, like, like last night, she sat for like about an hour and we just chatted while I was playing um, Banner Saga. I'm like, oh my god, you're watching me play Banner Saga, like a very Rob game, <laughs> you know? like It is a Rob game, um, that one, yeah. Yeah, so she's either, like, incredibly tolerant and lovely or, like, genuinely nerdy enough to enjoy something like Banner Saga. Either way, it's it's good for me, so... Yeah, I'm enjoying that, um, and I've, I've got this sort of growing list of, of co-op games. So you might hear me talk about co-op games a bit more in the future. That's certainly
1: I, not a bad thing. You know, yeah. game life balance is. Um, she likes Diablo
0: AC, so I might play Diablo Three. I have an old account oh for God, that. God, it's been so long since I've been dig out my Diablo old like, BattleNet account for that and like try and install ba- try and install Diablo Three again. Um, that I mean, the last time I played that was like 2011 or something, 2012, whenever it came out.
1: Um, Long before we even started working together on these insane projects that we do.
0: Yeah, so yeah, look, it's it's kind of cool mm. and it's new and different, but um, I don't know. It, yeah, it's n- new territory for me. I mean, y- your your wife plays plays games and has a sort of a, a genuine, deep and abiding interest in in video games as well. So
1: she, yeah, I, it's it's kind of. I've never thought about it on the level that you're thinking about it now mm. because. You know, in the 1980s and 1990s, a Mm. lot of game companies, and Nintendo especially, Mm. kind of started marketing uh, video games toward boys. Mm. Like, you know... But in the Atari 2600 days, like, they were marketed towards everyone.
0: Yeah, that's right. And
1: then they started marketing to, you know, more violent games, more, uh, you know, more rush games. And these were all kind of focused towards boys. These are boy products. Yeah. In the magazines, in Nintendo Power, they were all for boys. They were making boy jokes. And then mm. when, like, Lara Croft made her debut, she was over- overtly sexualized yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, you
1: know, it was, it was that way for a while. But in Japan, it wasn't like that. Mm. Like, girls... And boys just both played games, you know? Yeah. Like, everyone traded Pokemon at school and everyone had a Nintendo. Like, the, the Famicom had such uh, a, a deep hook into everyone in Japan that mm. almost every household owned one. I think there was one for, like, every... Like, a quarter of the population of Japan, mm. which is insane. It's an insane amount of uh, yeah. of Famicoms. Mm-hmm. and And, you know, people just... Played games like Maria had. Uh, uh, still at her house now,
0: mm.
1: has a Super Famicom, a PS One, and a Nintendo 64. Mm. And when she was uh, she moved out in the early 2000s to Tokyo, she also bought a Slim PS2 as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just normal. It's just yeah. normal. It, there's nothing. It's like there's no stigma around it. You just play games because games are fun. Yeah,
0: I think that's the way it should be.
1: Yeah, you know? exactly. Is, we're still getting over that 80s and 90s stigma today. I think
0: we are like it's a, almost a generational thing in a little way in a way I think mm. but I think you're right even for even for Joe's generation because she's you know about 10 years younger than us I think it still is like it's not unusual for a girl to play video games but it's it's still do you know what I mean like it's not quite the same um, but like she like for, for context she, uh, she grew up with two brothers that are really into like you know gaming and nerd culture and stuff like that so she just was immersed with in that from a young age and just just thought it was cool you know um yeah more power tour yeah so yep yeah, she can she you know although like she's a bit younger she doesn't have that back backlog of experience like she kind of came in in the in the late 90s and 2000s and stuff like that yeah um but yeah like you know she can she can hold her own and and, and plays a lot of like deep rpgs and things like that like mass effect or like you know the um uh, Dragon Age and uh, like you know World of Warcraft mm. and
1: like just yeah and there's a there's a lot yeah. more discussion about games just in general mm. at the moment yes which is one of the reasons we called ourselves Game Life Balance mm-hmm. is because we do have this need to balance a responsible adult life with our hobby yeah boy howdy and one of the things is and we and you and know, we both have ...hobbies outside of games as well. We both actually have responsibilities... ...outside of our families and games. Yeah. Which is a a very funny thing to say. Mm -hmm. But it's just the way we've we've built our lives. Yeah. And there is this discourse about... ...you know, like, um, Sekiro at the moment... ...about how, Uh, oh, games are too hard or... Uh, you know, game, all there should be more accessibility, or there sh- there shouldn't be an easy mode because this is how the developer wants these games. The truth is, there's so many games out there at the moment. Yeah, there's there's, there's so, one for every everyone, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And at the heart, you call it a game for a reason. You, these are video games. They are games. that are meant to be played to have fun. You can. Yeah. That that can be serious fun. That can be serious... You know, that can be a challenge. Mm. That can be all sorts of things. But at at its core, it's just meant to be something to to have fun with. And I think a lot of people who only think about games as their, like, personal identity more so than anything else they do in their lives, mm. they forget the fact that these are just for fun. Yeah. They are games.
0: Yeah. Like yes, they are in a form of expression, and, and you could argue they're an art form and yeah, stuff like that. They but, certainly are. But at the end of the day, yes, it's it's entertainment. It's not the end of the world if a game gets censored or if a game's too hard or too easy, or if there's not a mode where you can do A, B, and C. like it, That stuff is, to me, not worth losing sleep over. But
1: No, but you when know, you're like, it's the only thing, the only identifier yeah. you have in the world, and you say, oh, I'm a gamer, and that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think
1: that's when it becomes, becomes a little bit worrying for some people.
0: Yeah, I mean, we all have tendencies to sort of take ownership of things that we love in a weird yeah. way. Like if you have a deep love of a franchise or a TV show or a book or whatever you identify with it on this level that when someone criticizes it, you get personally offended and like, you know, we all do that to some extent, but it's good to be self-aware and just take a step back and be like, hey...
1: This this isn't all of me. Like, yeah. you're not insulting me personally. You're insulting something that I happen to yeah. like.
0: Yeah, but I think this just shows that games are part of the, a broader discourse now. We're, ta- we're thinking about them more seriously than we have before because we've realized... I think society collectively has realized that they're not just a flash in the pan thing for kids it's not going anywhere it's the games are going to be around for a long time
1: hell it took cinema a hell of a lot longer to get there than it it did games
0: so you know this this more serious discussion about games i think is just part of the fact that the gaming industry has matured now and like it's it's concrete it's part of it's part of society it is um and with that comes that scrutiny and that sort of conversation around well what is this What's the impact of this stuff and yada yada.
1: So, yeah. You know. It is interesting the way that it's become <laughs> almost per- pervasive into our society, especially when we've got like mm. mobile phones that are able to do basically, you know, what, uh, you know, like you can get you can get stuff that was on the Mega CD, which was such a cutting piece of shit at the time. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say technology, but not really. Yeah. Um, but it was seen as so advanced that nothing could catch up with it. And we can almost play PS2 games on our phones these days.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's all coming along. Mm. It's an
1: exciting and strange time. So uh, how about you tell us what's going on with the Gunner Geek Network? Because, oh. uh, Jesus Christ, I'd love to. Robbie here. Uh, he has very blessed few jobs. I do I do all the planning. Yeah, he does. I, I, yeah. I, I bring all the food and all the booze. Mm-hmm. I liquor him up real good. And I just say, Robbie, I've got the microphone here. Just give me a quiz. Mm-hmm. You barely have to edit this thing because all you do is just like <laughs> stitch things together and say that's that's day.
0: Yeah. And then remove all the terrible racist <laughs> things that we say in every episode. But
1: that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's not that hard. You know. I think I may have actually been a bit more racist than you were this episode, <laughs> just, just because of my Final Fantasy VII rants. Maybe. Or
0: just, you know, offensive generally. Just
1: offend, Yeah. That's fine. I- I'm actually trying to poke people, because I get the feeling that people really love that heiress girl. Uh-huh. Look, you know, she's and fine, I guess. You I know. just- I find her really aggravating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the game, the game does, you know- tries very hard to make you like her a lot
1: yeah and i think that's what's making me aggravated it's just like i I get what you're trying to do and it's not working working don't don't you feel sorry for
0: the poor flower seller she just wants to sell you flowers oh yeah sure go she has a tough life and is beautiful and doesn't know it or whatever
1: no i think she knows it um ac taking advantage of cloud
0: ac that's what she's done yes andrew ac yoshimura yep my dear friend well (laughs) my wife
1: is in the corner shaking her head (laughs)
0: Well, let's just say my friend. Um, there's a show on the Gun and Geek Network uh-huh. that you might have heard of. Mm-hmm. It's called All Things Good and Nerdy. Ah, it's a good show. Yeah. It's a fun show. It's sort of like a hodgepodge or a grab bag or other phrases of that nature of, of nerd culture. In uh, this episode, episode 356, <whistles> uh, the name of this episode is called Good Old Funny Muffin Nelson. I love that guy. It's a great name. Uh, and the promo read goes like this. The crew is joined by Sailor Poland this week. As he shares... Don't don't laugh. And she, Sailor Poland is... You know what? So you've got, you've got Sailor Moon, Sailor Mars, Sailor... I don't know, Jupiter? Is that a real thing? And then you got Sailor Poland. Yep.
1: Sailor Poland is... Um, Do you want the Kransky? to Sailor Poland. That just <laughs> beats people up with a dead piece of sausage. Just a big... A big...
0: 12-inch Kransky. Yep. Okay. Just, I, getting, <laughs> I also have a big 12-inch Look, Yeah. I, between that and that photo of you with your hair straightened, we'll have to talk about this off air. <gasps> I'm getting pretty hot under the collar. Uh, the crew is joined by Sailor Poland this week as he shares his criticisms and concerns. Oh, dear. Sailor Poland's not happy. Sailor <laughs> Poland has, out. ...has criticisms and concerns regarding the Joker trailer.
1: Is there a trailer about the Joker? There is. Uh, Joker's got a standalone movie. I don't know if it's actually part of the um, the, the DC Cinematic Universe, okay. whatever you want to call that. DC, still trying. Oh, God, they're trying. They're very trying. Wait, is, is Wonder Woman DC? Yeah. Because that was good. That, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, Wonder Woman. That was good. Yeah, I haven't seen it. In fact, I haven't really seen many superhero movies recently. Mm-hmm. This this whole superhero craze really needed to happen 15 years earlier. Yeah, it's a bit
0: it's a bit much ain't it AC? But don't worry because this this podcast is about superheroes, and it's great. <laughs> it's not it's it's the good kind of superhero nerd content that you want. Awesome. Um, That's what I'm after. Also, in this episode, Chris has the details on Disney Plus and the shows that will be premiering on the service. Good, on, good old Chris I really
1: want to hack that And mm-hmm. just put gummy bears on Like 24 hours a day <laughs> 7 days
0: a week Look that's, that's all I really want I don't know about you Maybe some dark <laughs> Darkwing Duck
1: Maybe, maybe we'll- like one episode In between Like every, every Every time Like all four seasons Of Gummy Bears Loops Yep. They'll have like one episode of DuckTales or Duckwing Duck I'm, I'm partial to a little tail spin as well, AC. Yeah, well, maybe I can them. fit it in. Anyway, all those movies yeah. like Cinderella, Snow White, all that kind of yeah, no. deleted. Yeah. Off the B- system.
0: Cancelled. Get rid them Bambi, it's cancelled.
1: Oh oh boy does Bambi get cancelled.
0: <laughs> Aladdin, fuck off. <laughs> isn't, isn't there like a live action Aladdin coming? Anyway, we shouldn't talk about Disney. We're ill equipped for that discussion. <laughs> Uh, but also, I don't
1: know my 12 inch Kransky says otherwise.
0: But don't stop there, AC, because this, this promo read goes on. It <laughs> says also that Willie shares his potential new PlayStation Network name. That sounds fun. Because
1: mm-hmm.
0: you can change your name on the PlayStation Network oh, now God, or soon, maybe. Oh, wow, yes. Yeah, my one's terrible. I need to change it. Um, Is yours 42069? No, it's just look. So I was, look, I was and am and will probably die an ancient history nerd. And I created a name that I use for everything now. Initially on like an ancient history video game forum.
1: Uh huh.
0: Okay. And it was called Aristides, which is the name of a Greek, ancient Greek, like, general. And that name is sort of carried through. And on the PlayStation Network, my name is Aristides, spelt with an underscore in between every single letter, which is the, literally the most irritating thing to have to enter into a. Yeah, it would be. with with a, With a controller. Yeah. Um, so I'm desperate to change that thing into something else. Like, I don't know, Bonglord 420 or something like that. <laughs> something, something great like that, you know. Um, just like a good PlayStation Network name, you know. Uh. Bonglord 420, though. <laughs> yeah.
1: God, if that is not taken. You have to get that name. You have to get Bonglord 420. That is
0: definitely taken. And that guy is like, really way too good at, at Street Fighter 4. Um. <laughs> Willie shares his new potential PlayStation Network names, and Anthony geeks out over the new Star Wars Episode Nine trailer. Ooh-hoo. So if you like nerd things, AC, and gosh darn it, I know you do, then why don't you check out All Things Good and Nerdy, Episode 356, on the Gonna Geek Network, your home for geeky podcasts. Thank you
1: very much. And uh, we'll sign off now. You are listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the you Australian are. edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. And you can find us at com, where you'll find links to our podcast feeds, video content, and links to our sister show in the US. Mm -hmm. Um, I did listen to Cody Goff's interview. Yeah, how did that go? Uh, It was good. Mm -hmm. Um, It went 15 minutes. I'm guessing that's all he'd get um, the author for. He's a busy man. He is. He is. And it it was great to Mm -hmm. hear... Because Cody is such a good interviewer. Yeah, he is. Well, it's his job? It is his job, and yeah. he does such a good job at it. Like it, kind of. I kind of listen to this guy, and he has like he heaps praise on us, and we make fun of him all the time. Mm. And then I hear Cody in a professional man, in, like mm. environment, like you know, on the curiosity.com mm-hmm. podcast, and I go, "Oh yeah, shit, this guy's actually much better than us." <laughs> I hate him even more now. <laughs> We're gonna tear him down, like the yeah, tall, tall poppy syndrome. Is. Exactly. Needs to be
0: cut down to size
1: Look, I'm at Prod Tally on Twitter uh-huh. um, The GLB Australia account looked like it was making a resurgence And then someone got fucking lazy I love that this has just become a passive-aggressive thing for you to whinge at me for not doing more on <laughs> Yes, it is
0: <laughs> Do better, Robert just uh, Bailey I'll try I'm just, I just, you know I just I can't in that sentence.
1: No <laughs> excuse <laughs> yeah, because I we're just don't care. Busy, yeah, there's busy we're, people. We, we, yeah, we are, we are, we are. All right, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, we'll, we'll catch us in episode eighty-two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death to Ares.